Hi, and welcome to Music at Three Pines, the podcast. This is the very first one. We have been, as with everyone else, in uh, in the pandemic, and so our house concert series is on hiatus for a little while. In the meantime, we thought we might actually reach out to some of the people who have played in our house, or who might play in our house, or who we uh, just simply are big fans of. We'll see how that goes. But we wanted to talk about music with people and find some goodness. And I think you'll find today's podcast exactly that. We are talking with uh, Scott and Mallory from The Rough and Tumble. uh, And they are just two of our favorite people. Uh, They have been touring around for the last five years in their camper with two dogs. And here at Three Pines we have four dogs. So we instantly bonded over... Uh, good and bad dogs alike. In fact, they wrote us a song which they'll play for you in this in this uh, podcast. We first heard of uh, Scott and Mallory from another house concert promoter, and so I'd been talking to them over the last couple of years and finally scheduled a house show for this year. In the meantime, we started listening to their music, and I, I will urge you to go get their Howling Back at the Wounded Dog, um, which is just a fantastic album. And one of the tracks on there, the hardest part, just recently, like in the last two weeks, won the Independent Music Awards for Top Americana uh, Song. So today we sat down and chatted about uh, writing and experiencing the pandemic. Um, Just a real quick note, we had them do a live version of their song, but uh, due to the internet vagaries of uh, Zoom, uh, we had to use a pre-recorded version. Um, which you will hear multiple times. But here are the rough and tumble. Welcome to the very first podcast of Music at Three Pines. I think it's perfect since especially you guys wrote us a song. It seems (laughs) perfect that you would be the first one that we're going to do. So I think my first question for you guys as musicians is, um, how, how how are you responding to this pandemic? How are you experiencing it? Let me ask you that. Oh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I guess responding and experiencing are two. Are how? Hmm. <laughs> we, Do you mean today or just in general? Or <laughs> yeah, because that's. I mean, that's a, that's a perfectly it's, valid it's point. Yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy. We um we are quarantined with my parents, uh, in Central California, mm-hmm. um, which is is great. Uh, but it, it's also being quarantined with your parents. I sometimes feel like. I'm back in junior high writing songs in my bedroom, um, sneaking my girlfriend in, you know. <laughs> and, uh, they don't know that I'm here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we have space to, to walk our dogs and we have kind of room to work. And so it's been... Which I guess quarantine for us might be different um, than what it is for other people because we're very much used to, we live in a 16 foot camper full time. And so we're very much used to having a little bit of space just to ourselves and having to coexist in that space with every, like through everything. So I think that we really had kind of the upper hand on like relational know-how going into quarantine because we've been living our last five years under that under the duress of being with one person all the time. Right. Um, right. Because I think that is very, very challenging. Um, 
and it took us about four and a half years to figure out <laughs> how, to, how to do that better. <laughs> so, um, so I guess our experience with quarantine would be different in that respect, but then add in other family members, um, which is not usual for us. And, and it's definitely been a lot more difficult and, yeah. um, something that we've been trying to remember, uh, like a bit of advice that we've been told and heard on, you know, other podcasts and stuff that we're listening to is that this is not the time to work out your marital issues. And this is not the time to figure out all of your deep family issues that need to be, cause this is an exceptional time, yeah. obviously. Um, and so we're trying to keep that in mind, you know, with our, with our extended family while we're here. Yeah. It's been great for dog training though. Oh yeah. Magpie is, you know, we have two big dogs and, and our bad dog is becoming a very good dog. So. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's doing great. So. Yeah, we can't we, that. It all came from the song though. That's, that's how. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's an interesting point, by the way, about, about not using this time to, um, because it's, it's a traumatic time. And it, it, one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, when we were in Oklahoma, we had a, an ice storm that we lost power for like five days. And it was traumatic for us. We had an elderly, that was when we had Streak, our, our dog uh, that you guys mm -hmm. learned about. And um, we, he was elderly and, and sick, so we couldn't even go stay with friends. We had to stay in our house, which got increasingly mm -hmm. colder. That was over a four-day period, and we were, you know, our neighbors were in the same boat, so we would have that shared experience. But I would call my family, and they were just, you know, they were watching from afar, wondering how things were going. But for them, their life was normal, and this is the first time I can remember, absent a little bit of after 9/11, where everybody you talk to, everybody you talk to, is going through some form of this, you know, like Scott asking, you know, do you mean today or over? Because I'm thinking about my own experience, which is I've had days where I'm basically non-functioning, where I'm just sort of like just trying to kind of keep my head above water and, you know, uh, and then days where I feel, you know, like I've got something to offer and I can do some things. And so, I mean, that's an interesting, and I'm, I'm guessing, and let me ask this as a question, you're getting this kind of response from your fans. I mean, people are sharing their experiences with you too. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a pretty wide variety too. Like we have people who are like, hang in, you know, like they're trying to be the encouragers to us and uh, that hang in there guys, it's not so bad sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then we have other people who are like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, how are we supposed to yeah. like, function? And, um, and, and so it's, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting place to be a musician because we see ourselves as the storytellers. We see ourselves as encouragers, um, but we also see ourselves as as fellow mourners. And um, and so we're trying to kind of toe that line of being in the same boat, but maybe sometimes being a little bit ahead, or you know, just <laughs> just trying to create some a space for every feeling I guess yeah, yeah trying to anticipate emotions um, might be kind of what we've how we've seen our 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 job um, you know during this time is is we're, we're just here to kind of facilitate for other people um, what whatever they need to feel and maybe that's too much responsibility we're putting on ourselves but it's the kind of responsibility that makes us feel not completely helpless and maybe that's the point like mm -hmm. maybe that's yeah. more for us yeah. yeah it's it's been it's been great we um <clears throat> during during this quarantine we have asked people um 
you know, would you, would you like a song written? And we've had what 16 wow. different people say, say we, we want a song. And, and what that has done for us, and your song is a great example of that, is it's, it's been a way for us to not only connect with people who commissioned these songs, but it's also been a way for us to like, um, you know, act through some different emotions. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that has been really important for us to do. Um, and it's also kind of a, it's been kind of a, a gauge, a temperature for, um, for what's going on out there. We've, mm-hmm. we've, had commissions for um this one woman who is a nurse who um is a single mom nurse with a 10 year old daughter and her daughter's scared and she wanted us to write a song about how it's okay to be afraid and you have a reason to be afraid and um that's a doozy for sure (laughs) but then we've had other people who you know um, we've had, we had somebody commission a song because he couldn't take his girlfriend out for bir- birthday dinner, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and so it's sort of, it, it kind of, it kind of gives this, this scope of people across the country and how they're dealing with things. And it kind of, cause we are very isolated. I mean, everybody is isolated, yeah. but we're like out in the country sort of isolated too. So we can't even like peek out the, the window at our neighbors and just see what's going on yeah. out there. And so, um, and so it's been a way for us to peek out the window, I think a little bit and just get a sense of what's happening. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was thinking time. when you were talking about your life traveling um, in a camper and relating that to that for that, that for the rest of us, maybe catching up to a certain degree, some of that experience. And I remember when you were here, uh, Mallory, you went and did yoga in the morning, I think after the show. And that was, that was kind of, so that was, you, you kind of had developed some practices, some, some, and I'm guessing Scott, you as well, that there've been these things you've done in terms of kind of managing that stress of traveling and touring together that have served you very well. I can only imagine this. If that does that seem right? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, we we certainly are. Um, you know, yeah. Mallory's been doing yoga for years, but but during this quarantine, I think you've you've really I've really upped my game. Uh huh. I'm hardcore uh, yoga now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not to go pro. <laughs> we um you know we we do a lot of reading we um we do a lot of you know just just writing and but but during quarantine it's kind of been a a nice um time to to try and find some different hobbies like mm-hmm. i uh i've been making kombucha and um i've been um trying my hand at at wild fermented um country wine also known as yard wine. Yard wine. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's basically like prison hooch, which I think is kind of, you know, the drink of, of quarantine now, you know. Um, but, um, but those are things that we've adopted since, like, becoming still. So we, are, we, we can't make kombucha on the road because it sloshes around. We right, can't right, right, do right. So we've kind of adopted new skills. But I think we have applied, like, our old um centering skills to now like i continue to do yoga every day and mm-hmm. and we kind of um we make it a point to have slow slow mornings um it's, mm. it's really important to us to because the truth is we may never have this time again where we don't have to hop out of bed and hop into a truck and drive so um we've been being really intentional about like oh we woke up that's fine we have things to do today they will get themselves done 
Um, but it's important that we don't rush into a day just to mm. find out that there are days and days and days after this. And mm. that we are not valuing the time that we have right now to mm. have a slow morning. Yeah. That's not for everybody. I know some people would feel very lost having a slow morning, but, um, but we've been trying to be very intentional about that and letting the dogs up on the bed and having family time and doing that kind of stuff because yeah. we don't, we, yeah. we may never have this again. And I know that just sounds like turn that frown upside down, but no. it's, it's all that we can do. <laughs> no, it, it, honestly, I mean, it, cause it, it's funny. We run into something that is referred to, I think as toxic positivity. Yeah, um, you know, where you're forcing somebody to look at the bright side of a pandemic. And that's, that's not where I think any of us really need to be. But describing that kind of uh, taking this as an opportunity, I love that intentional thing, which I have been historically horrible at. And I appreciate <laughs> that so much, though, that of really being very intentional about what you're trying to do with this time and, and you know, appreciating that. Um, can I ask uh, for you guys who are pretty prolific writers I get the sense I mean I remember you posted at one point all the the songs that you knew uh you know yeah. a, a, on a hand sheet and so I mean you guys are are, are you usually are writing uh right yeah. has this um up I mean since you're not I, I don't know how much you would write when you're driving across country I don't know how much that happened um but as this are you writing more are you writing about the same is that about the yeah, yeah, we um, typically, we we made it a goal last year to write two songs a month. And so um, we walked out of last year with about 20 songs, 24. We, we didn't quite hit our goal. Um, in the last two months, we have written 14 songs. Wow. 14 songs. <laughs> so, um, oh, sorry, we got to let our dog in. No worries. She's waiting at the door. Um so uh yes writing is um writing is up by by a lot and part of it is the commissions part of it is that's how we're kind of piecing together some work for ourselves right sure. um but not all those songs are commissions we've written a couple that just needed to be written and mm -hmm. um i think that songwriting is always i think songwriting is always a practice right so the more you do it the better at it you are the more likely you are to write another song. So I, I don't I don't think that songwriting is something and some people do view it definitely as, as something that's spur of the moment and it just yeah. shows up and then you have to take it and then you may never know when it comes back again. But we've always been under the impression that songwriting is just a craft and yeah. um, not just a craft, a craft. And right. um so I think the necessity of having to do song commissions has made us more prolific. And I think that just the practice of doing it has created more songs too yeah. would you agree I, I would agree with everything you just said <laughs> I, I was, I was you are there. Yeah. Uh, yeah and um it, you know and, and so yes we've been we've been writing a lot more we've been um uh you know like like i said acting out these different emotions through you know these different song commissions but i think we've also been having to deal with how to record um our, oh. ourselves which is i mean you're 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 doing that right right there you know everybody is kind of figuring mm -hmm. out how to how to record and communicate in in that medium and and that has been one of the kind of the 
things that we all were thrown into is, is how to record yourself. And um, we just got a little, you know, digital interface that we can. That finally showed up. We were recording strictly on a uh, cassette tape player uh, because it's all that we had that uh -huh. was functioning uh, whenever we got thrown into quarantine. Um, but we graduated one week ago to the 90s and we are now digital. Yeah, <laughs> we're at least in the 90s. So. Uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, that, that's all that's all part of it. You know, um, I think being a musician at this time is is about being able to express yourself to an audience, um, right. you know, with as few uh, constraints and limits as possible. Barriers of Barrier. entry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think I think that, um, you know, quarantine has made us think about how can we communicate with people in mm -hmm. in a streamlined and efficient sort of sort of way you know yeah. how can our songs convey that um how how can these recordings convey that and, i i have to say your saturday morning uh cooking show um <laughs> has been uh we we missed the last two for some reason and i i like to say that we were really busy but everybody knows that's a lie when you see that <laughs> yeah. so i don't know what happened you know well, um, there are other Saturday morning cooking shows. Yeah, you know? right. Oh no, it's 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 just been kind of interesting. But I love you guys doing that. Um, is such a, it's almost a throwback to the old variety show kind of thing <laughs> in the best possible way. I mean that in the very best possible way. Um, but you guys are so funny together. I mean that's what everybody who goes see you live. I mean they they love your music. Don't get me wrong. I mean all all the people that were at our house show loved your music. But everybody I think I've talked to since then, they said, they're the funniest people I've ever met. And I usually say, I'm standing right here. I'm right in front of you. <laughs> uh, no, but, but you guys, I think, are, you know, because there are some people, I think, who really struggle to be able to communicate this kind of distance kind of thing because so much of what they bring to a live show is hard to transfer in that. And, of course, yes. not everything – transfers for you either but you we can see at least you guys do we get that back and forth between you the real quick wit that both of you have the great timing all of that and combined with you know really good songs but that so i think you guys have some that's i mean it's good for you in the sense that you know like i said not everybody i mean if you're if you're if your business is a uh, you're a, a upright bass player and that's the um, only yeah. only instrument you play yeah um you know, I'm not sure unless you're a really funny comedian, you want to tune in to watch that. <laughs> and even if you are a very funny comedian at that point, let it, let it go. Right. <laughs> just, just set the bass down. Yeah, exactly. Walk away. Walk away. Um, real quick, and then I want you to play a song if, if you can. But yeah. um, when you guys were here, we talked a little bit about how you write. And because uh, I remember talking to some other duos, some other husband-wife duos, and I was under the understanding that for some of them, at least, they go off separately and write sort of and then come back. And then, of course, it's a joint. They're produced. They're pulling together the harmonies and the melodies and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, but it seemed like for you guys, it's uh, you guys are in the same room working on the same song at the same time. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of the time. Um, we, most of the time. Most of the time. I'd say. Uh, I think recently, um, I've been kind of holding up and like, and I just need to get that first line mm -hmm. or that first idea. And then I 
go. It's kind of funny because we, we always write together. And so lately I've been trying this new thing and I'm like, Scott, can I just like have a few minutes, you know? And, and then it's about like 30 seconds or one minute. I'm like, I need you now. (laughs) (laughs) He's like waiting on the other side of the door with his guitar. (laughs) I've tuned and everything. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so we still are writing very much together. Um, and, and I think even more so now, Mm -hmm. I think for a while there we were trying to, explore our independence um in the last year i feel like we've been trying to explore our independence as songwriters um which doesn't go that well anyway um but in quarantine of course we're not trying to work on new things we're not Mm. trying to work on Mm. our relationship Mm. we're just Mm. trying to maintain and we have found a lot of joy i at least i have i can't speak for you yes but i have found a lot of joy in working more closely together again like Mm. there's a lot of what we're doing now that really taps into where we started nine years ago as two friends who mm-hmm. hadn't even really started a band yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Scott would show up and, and it would just be an entire day spent together of writing and not realizing the time was passing. Mm-hmm. And we've tapped into our past again, mm-hmm. which has really circled nicely. Nice. For it's this been so time. fun. Yeah. 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 So that's really cool. I mean, so, so when you guys sit down to write a song, I mean, when Mallory was talking about it being intentional as a practice, which I really appreciate that because it's, I mean, I've written a couple of songs and I, I appreciate enough. I've written enough to know how hard it is to write. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what, and I love that of just uh, being intentional about it. And I've seen a lot of singer songwriters that, you know, they have a, a weekly prompt that comes in and that's kind of, you know, that, that's, so I get, I knew you guys worked from prompts. So I knew that that kind of, or had, and so us asking you to do one about our house series was a, that seemed like a natural, you know, whereas I'm not sure everybody writes like that. And so that's, that's interesting. But so if you get a prompt, if you can just give me just a, a little a sketch here of, or a little overview you've got a prompt of something you're writing on. Do you just start like pinging back and forth on some, do you start with some lyrics, some lines first, and then try to find some melodies that go with that? Is that, is that how you do that? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes it, um, I think a lot of the time when we get a prompt like that, what it feels like is us closing the doors and lighting a candle. And then both of us just sort of like pacing around each Mm -hmm. other and like Mm -hmm. humming and, um maybe writing a line it's such an odd space to share because you have to um commit to being completely yourself around somebody else (laughs) which is not always easy because like everybody's super weird when they're by themselves and so um it is and like this kind of thing of us just sort of like it almost just feels like we're like two wheels that are just moving and eventually they like catch each other yeah, yeah. and then we're able to move together. And a lot of times Scott will be like plucking something out or, mm. or strumming something or I will. And I'll be like, Oh, that one, go do that one again. Mm. And then we'll spend more time in silence. And then as soon as that first or second line comes, usually we're both sitting down facing each other and it's happening. And then it, it kind cool. of like moves from there. And at least that's how I feel like most of our songs are written. There are some that are much more difficult than that. Um, and some that are much easier than mm-hmm. that even. Yeah. But um, that feels like what it, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good way to just kind of describe the process. I think as, as songwriters, you're always kind of looking for, like everything can be a lyric, everything can, you know, 
can be an idea that is, you know, foundational to a song. And so, and, and why you think something is a lyric, you know, it's so arbitrary mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and it, yeah. you know, it changes person to person. And so, um, and so I think when you're given a prompt, you, you, you're exercising that, you know, that whole thing where you're like, how is this a lyric? How is this a, how, how do I connect to that? And how, right. how did, why do I think that this could be a song? Right. But then you also can't overthink it. Like yeah. there's no, there's no room to say, ah, uh, they might think this is dumb or maybe I think this is dumb. Like there's no, you can't, you can't mm -hmm. think something mm -hmm. is dumb. You just can't do yeah. it or you're, you're ruined. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, I, you know, uh, when I was writing my dissertation, I had yeah. as my, uh, when I would log into my email, it was Yahoo email. That's how long. Ago. <laughs> and I had a, um, I had a little saying that, that appeared at the top that said inner voices lie because I was mm -hmm. always battling at every step. This is stupid. Why am I writing this? And to be able to turn that off. I mean, I think every creative person I've ever talked to, that inner critic can be so incredibly powerful. So the fact for you guys to, because we all know at the end of the project, you may look at it and go, well, well, maybe that one's not one I, you know, or, or you know, but but to, you can't you can't edit it if you don't have something to work with. So that's, exactly. that's really yeah. impressive. So yeah. when you when you mentioned that, because um, I know the Three Pines song came together very quickly for you. That one just very really, um, when you mentioned those that take time, um, do you record those snippets? Do you write down? Do you have a, in your journal, you have something that, and so what, I'm curious, what prompts you to pull that song back out at a certain time and say, mm -hmm. you know, this one, I feel like there's still something there that we can turn into. What, what, what is it just sort of that you remember, hey, remember we had this lyric that we were working with? Is that? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Like we, um, if, if we start a song or if there's just an idea, we're kind of always filling, filling our well, uh, so to speak. Like anytime something sounds like kind of like kind of gets stuck in your teeth a little bit, we'll write it down. Like anytime something nice. like that happens, we, we write it down. Um, and then we both like record on our phones, little snippets. And then right. I think, I think what happens is as much as songwriting is a craft, there is often an urge for us because mm -hmm. we, we work on it. And so anytime that, that like kind of bubble feeling happens, that's usually when we're going back to, at least for me, mm -hmm. and I know for you too, um, but it's kind of when we go back and we comb through those ideas because not every song, song starts with an idea. Sometimes a song starts by wanting to write a song and just needing to express something and you don't even know what that thing is and so that's usually when we'll dip into those older pieces or just things that we started from before or, or reframe them yeah i think um it's not too often that we get most of a song done and and abort yeah. you know right. an abandoned yeah. ship or anything so although there have been a couple of those oh, <laughs> i mean i think i think the the thing that it is dawned on me um, when I first tried to write a song, I, I, the, the perfection, I'm not a perfectionist, but that internal voice was like, this has to be good. And then I started just sort of doing the math of, you know, people like Neil Young, who's, you know, written, I don't know how many songs. I have to think his, his trash heap is pretty big. I mean, that he's thrown a bunch. And there, of course there are some he should have thrown away. I mean, I love his, yeah. I mean, believe me, I love his album, but I mean, he put, he put out some albums, that, you know, 
and I and I once I realized that you know uh, that's true for everybody. Every painter, every poet, every you know sculptor has had to you know start over, or you know it just hasn't worked out. So you know letting that go, which you guys are clearly really good at doing. Um, well, why don't you play a song? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna. Um... Well, we're going to play your song. <laughs> Excellent. I know Lisa, I know Lisa will love that. <laughs> Good. Oh man. We, um, we really love, we really love this song for a lot of reasons. You were our first commission, um, first of all, and that kind of set, set the ball rolling with us, um, being able to kind of survive this quarantine because not that we didn't think about, uh, commissions but not very seriously and I think um, writing this song like you asking us to write this song was something in our minds that clicked that said oh people might actually want us to write a song because you I mean because we do have inner critics and they they will um, tell us that you know nobody wants us <laughs> so so this was a really important one for us surviving quarantine yeah. It's just such a lovely song. Thank For us so too, much. our dogs at the end, um, our dogs will often look up at us whenever we start singing Everybody's a Good Dog yeah. because, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we sing yeah. it to them so often. Yeah. 
it's such a good it's such a great song thank you thank you so much for writing that i just oh I my gosh love that. it is such a pleasure yeah it's kind of our ongoing theme <laughs> oh i love it i love it um okay uh one thing i forgot i was going to mention you guys won the independent music award uh, i know how crazy was that, was that two weeks ago i was Something yeah, like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was two weeks yeah. ago. We were so excited. Uh, we couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. That was a real um, honor and completely unexpected, too. So that was... Yeah. We heard that Tom Waits was one of the judges, so we a little bit, um, like, oh are... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you... And you... Uh, I think I saw on Facebook that you just sort of decided to submit a video. Is that... Uh, or or do you, did you submit an audio or was it... It was an audio, um, it was a, a description of the album, um, you know, just the regular like details of where it was recorded and everything, okay. and then the audio clip, and, uh, or the audio, the song yeah. itself. And so, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was wild. It yeah. was so crazy. Yeah. But, uh, it was just such a great way to break up. That was, a rough, that was a rough start to the week. I think Mondays are yeah. a little hard for us sometimes. And, um, and when we woke up on Tuesday morning, it was just a moment it was just a moment of feeling like oh, things are still happening like we're mm -hmm. still moving forward even though we're staying still yeah. so, which is hard to I'm, remember. I'm really glad for you guys because one of the things I was so impressed with when you were here and just listen to your songs and just knowing that I mean we all need to have somebody say hey what you're doing is worthwhile and and obviously yeah. that's a big way to go you know what you're doing is worthwhile and yeah. and I was yeah. even thinking it'd be difficult to pick a song off that album and I, you obviously picked a great one but you had others that probably could have been in the mix too so that's oh my gosh thank you thanks so that, yeah. that does mean a lot yeah yeah well congratulations and I'm glad you enjoyed okay uh, uh final couple of questions yeah. Uh, for each one of you, um, who is the songwriter that makes your jaw drop? Ooh. Oh, man. It's tied up for me. Can yeah. I say? Yeah, totally. Um, Regina Spector is okay. one. Because um, she just, she picks things that are so odd and then she makes them perfect. Um, yeah. And also Brandi Carlisle. Mm. She... She takes phrases that are so normal and like, mm -hmm. and makes them mm -hmm. into like, and elevates them somehow, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is so bizarre. I, I think both of them from totally different sides are many, yeah. my favorite songwriters. Yeah. Oh man. Good luck. I, I know. <laughs> That's why I went first. I am, I'm going to say Josh Ritter. Um, I think he has a way of like twisting a lyric that, uh, is often just so surprising to me that my jaw drops. Um, and and then I'm also gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go with Josh Ritter actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's so many more, but uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a ridiculous thing to to choose one. Honestly, yeah. you yeah. guys have picked three amazing. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's no, that's that's fantastic. Okay, so the second question is, um, what music? Help, uh, inspires you that's outside of Americana that you listen to that kind of informs yeah. what you're doing. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's good. That's that good. good. Um, We've been listening to a lot of um, instrumental music mm -hmm. lately. Like um, there's this band called East Forest, or I guess it's just one guy, mm -hmm. East Forest, who is very um, ambient and very 
yoga-esque. Like I think a lot of his stuff is on yoga apps and stuff. Like I think that's how I found him to begin with. (laughs) Um, But it is very soothing, but also causes a lot of like um, tumultuous Mm. feelings inside of me when we listen. He has this one album called Songs to Die By. And he also has an album called Songs to Be Born To. And and you feel both of those things. And so we, um, we've been listening to him quite a bit. We we have. And I I was also going to say like ambient music is, Mm. is something that we, we are listening to a lot of. And I think it kind of is informing um, a lot of like the production that we're, Mm. we're we're doing it. Like um, Mm. think of uh, Nils Fromm and who's, who's your, um, Ethan Gruska. Ethan Gruska and uh, um, Jane, Helen Jane Long. Helen Jane Long, she's this beautiful pianist. Mm. Um, it's been fantastic. I also have to say that um, I've been listening to the new Fiona Apple record oh. and my brain exploded like twice. I, I need to get it. I haven't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've heard, I heard one of the tracks on, on our local radio and I was like, and, I, and almost all of the singer songwriters I follow have been kind of raving about yeah uh, about her she's yeah it's been pretty force. unbelievable yeah i had yeah i picked my brains up twice off the floor it's unbelievable <laughs> it's a mess around here <laughs> yeah, it's, okay it's really great. uh the the last question is uh, do you have a guilty pleasure music uh that you listen Ooh. to uh i am a huge fan of chicago oh, um you know and i i should be told i i don't feel all that guilty about it um <laughs> That's a fair point. Should, but, but maybe I should. should. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to their stuff in the 80s. And, and like, you know, even as a kid, like, you know, their stuff in the 60s and 70s is like classic rock and roll. Right. But then you get into the 1980s and it's, it's all falsetto and synthesizers. Um, that's the stuff that I do feel a little guilty about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw yeah. them. I saw them with Peter Cetera in the 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's killer. So I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I think that also informs the way that you will randomly sing like four octaves above what you're capable of. Like whenever he's just walking around and bursting the song, it's always weird. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Mallory in in the morning, Mallory doesn't let me sing. It's It's always just too high. high. Yeah. Bring it it down a little. Um, You have to have standards. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Before noon standards are different than afternoon (laughs) standards. Um, I'd say my guilty pleasure is just going back into my like teen uh, catalog. I was a really, really big Hanson man, and um, and I do listen to them when I need some sort of consolation. Um, I also listen to a lot of those like old singer songwriters from like I listen to a lot of Jewel whenever I'm, which I don't feel like is that guilty. Like her Pieces of You is like a really solid record. Oh, it's great, right? But, um, but I do feel like it's a guilty pleasure because there's so much music out there, you know? And so like, I feel like anytime I go back to the music that really got to me to begin with, that I need to be listening to the new stuff instead, you know, and not wasting my time on stuff. I already know every lyric to, but Mm -hmm. that is my, and yet, and yet I think, and it's funny, as I'm asking this, um, about a guilty pleasure, there is a part of me that thinks that that's, that's a complete bullshit question. You know, that really, honestly, that anything, anything that kind of, you know, that, that whatever you're listening to, whatever actually moves you at some level, whether it's, uh, it's nostalgia or it's just that, you know, uh, 
it's it's music and it's and it and it gives you gives you joy you don't really have to but it's a fun one to think about oh, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's totally you know is. i guess yeah, I, yeah I, that's a nice way of looking at it though is that because sometimes it takes something from a long time ago like it takes stirring up you know your old feelings to be able to feel your new feelings mm-hmm. you know who who wrote uh, wrinkle in time madeline langle madeline langle yeah. she she wrote this beautiful book um uh, walking on water. Um, yeah, I've read Wrinkle in Time, but I haven't read the. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's all about her creative process, and it's all about writing. And um, she, um, something she says is that the job of of a writer is to um, to be present at your current age and all of the other ages that have preceded that. Mm-hmm. And so you were currently twelve and thirteen and fourteen and five right. before, and mm-hmm. and so yeah, so anything goes. Yeah, and and so. You know, I, I think as, um, you know, as recovering kids from the 90s, uh, you know, recovering, you know, Christians from, right, right, right. you know, the, you know, the, you know, the CCM movement of, of the, the 90s. Right. Like, I think it's always weird when we are reconnecting with those former selves because mm-hmm. they are so different than, than who we are now. And yet it's still, you know, a a part of us somehow Mm -hmm. Um, it's a it's a bit of working through shame it is (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for doing i you know this is something i don't know like i said i i i think i said in the email to you guys that i realized i mean there's a part of me that's trying to figure out how to find something that's not focused on the news and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. but I also realized just how much I miss talking to people like you guys talking about the writing process, about music, about, you know, and we could do uh, even more about, you know, sort of the musicianship behind of what you're doing and maybe we will down the road, but um, this is really good for me. So thank you for for humoring me. Yeah. Yeah. These sorts of conversations are life giving. So thank you. Good. So thanks for joining us on our first podcast, uh, music at three pines and, uh, like I said, I'll check the information on the on the podcast. You can find uh, ways to buy uh, rough and tumble CDs, merchandise, uh, chip into their uh, tip jar, keep them afloat, keep them doing what they're doing because we sure we sure need our our poets and truth tellers, and I think uh, they absolutely are in that category. Um, as you will probably have figured out, the song that they played for us is a song that they wrote for us. It's our theme song, and so it's one that uh, if you tune back into this podcast as we do more, you're going to hear that song again, uh, Music at Three Pines. So thank you so much, and I uh, hope to see you again. Everybody's